According to Travis Bradbury and Jane Graves, the authors of Emotional Intelligence 2.0, 83% of people with high self-awareness are top performers, while only 2% of bottom performers display this trait. That is one statistic that should grab every leader's attention. After all, who wouldn't want to experience self-fulfillment, higher productivity, and greater leadership capabilities? Hello and welcome to another episode of Dazzle Spot. My name is Dazzle. I'm an emotional intelligence coach. And last week, I started an episode on emotional intelligence in leadership, how you can build emotional intelligence as a leader. Today, I'm going to be talking about self-awareness in leadership. Trust me, this is straight to the point and I'm very sure you're going to glean a thing or two from this podcast. Now, let's get right into it. (laughs) So people with high self-awareness understand what makes them tick and how to respond effectively. In case you're wondering what self-awareness is, you should go back to my previous episode on self-awareness. I'm sure you get something. So yes, I was saying that people with high self-awareness understand what makes them tick and how to respond effectively. They have more direction, purpose, influence, and success in their personal and professional lives. And now we're talking about leaders. So yes, they have uh, more direction, purpose, influence, and success in the group they are leading the business they're leading or whatever it is they're leading they just have they they understand what makes them tick and they just respond to it uh, effectively now this is not some abracadabra this is not it's, it's not a Herculean task to fulfill this it's something that you can get done if you can just follow these things that i'm about to say this way you'll be able to improve self-awareness in leadership and it doesn't stop there i'll be back to discuss self-regulation in leadership but yeah the first thing to do to help you increase self-awareness and propel your leadership potential is one feel your feelings yes you heard that feel your feelings now i said a lot on my podcast that your feelings are not they are not aliens. They are not things you should run away from. They are things that you should know that your feelings matter. Whether you're feeling guilt, happiness, sadness, or excitement, don't label your feelings as good as bad. I have I've ex- I've also explained that that no emotion is inherently good or bad. No emotion has the monopoly of being good or bad. It is what you do with that emotion that really matters. So you don't run away from emotions, you acknowledge them. Because when you run away from emotion, you end up acting on impulse because little secret here, whether or not you acknowledge an emotion, you're going to act on it. So it is best that you acknowledge it and then you navigate how to act. At that point, you can now decide whether or not you want to act on it. Now, the goal here is is to not judge your feelings, but to understand them. Like, it is different to... Um, it's different to understand your feeling and to also judge them. There are two different things. There is a need for you to understand that this is what you feel. Call it what it is. This is what I feel. And this would help you to actually navigate what to do next. 
By sitting with your feelings, you can gain insight into what is causing them. Once you understand why you are feeling a certain way, you can let them run their cause and release them. Be aware that your emotions are there to teach you something important. Emotions are great teachers. They let you know what you feel and why you feel them. That is why it is very important for you to sit with your feelings. Sit with it so that you can gain insight into what's causing them. And once you understand why you're feeling a particular way, you can decide to just let it run the, run the cause or you release it. Like, I've been unnecessarily happy. Why? Now, feelings don't ha- happen out of a vacuum. Because you don't know does not mean there is no reason. This is why a self-aware person tries to find out the reason for a feeling. You don't just dismiss your feelings. You find out why you feel that way. It makes it easy for you to, you know, navigate uh, what to do going forward. Feel your feelings is one of the ways that a leader can increase self-awareness and also propel leadership potential. Two, seek feedback. Knowing yourself is not just an inside job. I have this in my book, my guide to self-awareness and self-regulation that I titled Mirror Conversations. You can still get this book if you reach out to me. It's, it's free. It's free. Just send me a mail, dazzlespeaks at gmail.com and I'll have that book sent right to you. So I was saying seek feedback. Knowing yourself is not an inside job. Although it can be scary asking a trusted colleague, family member, friend, or mentor for a true opinion of how you show up in various situations. But it is a great way to gain a clearer understanding of yourself. You need to ask people what they think about you. It is very important because um, you should also listen to my episode on impact versus intent. Sometimes you have an intention but trust me you are not communicating that intention the best way that the other person can receive it which is why it's very important for you to ask people what they think about your attitude what they think about your response to certain things and it's also a good idea to ask employees how you're doing and how they perceive you in certain situations because when you gather feedback from different sources you might see behavior patterns that you did not realize were there and this will help you a great deal to be aware of yourself now being willing to look at yourself through other people's eyes will help you glean valuable insight into how your emotions the way you communicate and your mannerisms actually affect people I, I recommend that you listen to the episode on impact versus intent because it's going to explain this to you in depth because there is a need for you to actually see yourself from the lens of other people. There is a need for you to know that there is no one size fits all when it comes to your mannerisms, your communication, and even your emotions. You might think that you're doing your best, but the way you are sending it out to people is totally out of it. Which is why it's very important for you to seek feedback, ask questions, let people know, let people know that you genuinely want to know what they think about your attitude, just so you can get um, a clearer understanding of yourself. And this would help you a great deal as a leader. Three, know your strengths and weaknesses. 
Now, feedback is only valuable if you act on it. Um, like I say, I say always that it doesn't end at the point of knowing what you're guilty of or knowing what you're good at. It is just very important that you are nursing your strength and working on your weaknesses. So once you've gone to the trouble of getting impute about how others perceive you, put the information to good use. This is how you are able to put it to good use. You you are able to, you know, uh, collect the feedback, look at them, and look at the way forward. This would help you. This would help you know what your strengths are. It will also let you know what your weaknesses are. Take for instance, after you get your feedback, you discover that your high energy motivates people. Or, like you just know that a lot of people say, oh, you have a lot of energy. So you need to ask, does this energy motivate you guys to want to do better? Or it just makes you nervous or agitated around me. And if they tell you, oh, I actually really feel energized when I'm with you. I'm highly motivated, blah, blah, blah. Then you know that this is a strength that you need to keep harnessing. If people that you're leading think that, oh, your energy brings them this. And there's a way your energy can be high and people feel so nervous and agitated around you. You need to also know this. And as a leader, you need to find out things like, do you criticize more often than you offer praise? Do the people following you feel like you criticize them more than you praise them? You might think that you praise them more than you criticize them. Let them be the judge of that. Look at it very well and decide what to do going forward. You need to identify what you're doing right and what could be better and then work on, on improving in the areas that warrant it. Know your strengths and know your weaknesses. Then four, practice mindfulness. Be aware that you are sending messages to others without saying a word. Now, your feelings are communicated through your demeanor, the words you choose, and the tone you use with other people. So you need to be mindful of these things. I've said it before that tone is very important in emotional intelligence. In fact, tone is 99% of your communication. 1% is just the word. Because you cannot say, I am so happy. That betrays the word that has just been spoken. Someone that is happy would sound joyful. I am so happy. There are two different things. So your tone is very, very important. You need to practice mindfulness. You need to, be, you need to know how you do these things. So you need to be mindful. Make sure that you know before you do these things. How is your mood? Did you just dash into the meeting you're about to lead after sitting in a traffic jam for an hour? These things are very important because take it or not, there's a frustration that comes with sitting in a traffic jam for an hour. Then you just dash into your meeting like that and then you take out the anger on other people. Mindfulness. If you can just be mindful of what goes in and out of you, you're good to go. You are good to go. Being mindful of how you're showing up to others is a big step towards knowing yourself. You need to be able to do a very good and um, accurate analysis of yourself. And the only way you can do that is by practicing mindfulness. Five, keep an open mind. 
Now, good leaders are naturally curious and open to new ways of doing things. You need to know that nothing is cast in stones. Nothing is cast in stones when it comes to leading people. You need to keep an open mind and be open to new ways of doing things. Now, when you welcome alternative viewpoints and ideas, you foster your own growth and and development while making those around you feel supported and accepted. I'll take that again. I said when you welcome alternative viewpoints and ideas, you foster your own growth and development while making those around you feel supported and accepted. So this is very important. You need to be able to accommodate alternative viewpoints, viewpoints that are different from yours, ideas that are different from yours. This will help you to, you know, grow better, develop well, and also make people around you feel supported and accepted it's a win-win for everybody you might find that you get more done as a team by scheduling meetings when the majority of the group is a lot and just in the groove when people are just willing to you know contribute their ideas because they know they would not be shut down and all of those this would help you to be a very good leader keep an open mind these are very great um, self-awareness instruments Six, you need to keep a journal. Yeah, I said it. The biggest obstacle on your journey of self-awareness is objectivity. Taking time every day to write down how you feel, both emotionally and physically, will give you a deeper understanding of your internal triggers and how you're responding. But there is a but somewhere here. You need to be very honest about your feelings and actions, good or bad, without judgment. I said it at the beginning. Honesty about your feelings does not mean you're judging the feeling to be right. You are only first uh, admitting that you felt a particular way. And when you write it down, it it, it makes it very easy for you. Because I can tell you this for free. That being objective when it comes to self-awareness is hard work because we have a perception of ourselves which can sometimes be wrong and we need a lot of objectivity to actually unlock um, to actually unlock our self-awareness. We need a lot of objectivity. So you need to be honest with yourself. So keep a journal, keep writing. After a month or so, go back and reflect on your experiences and decide if there are areas that you want to change. What did you enjoy? Did you see situations where you could have done things differently? Your journal is just the best way you can chronicle your experiences and see your progress towards greater self-enlightenment. Just this is this is what will help you to just get that. It's like a light bulb moment when you go back to when you go back to your journal. That's a light bulb moment for you right there. That oh yeah, I did this which is not so good, I do not like the result, I have to do better next time, and all of those. Just make sure, make sure that you are dedicated to being honest. This would help you to have a clearer view of yourself and know the right thing to do going forward. Seven, which is the last one, (laughs) follow your values. What are the values that you live by? Are you feeling good about how you're living your life? Taking time to ask yourself if your behavior is in line with your belief system is a good way to keep your life in balance. 
Now, take it or not, we all have belief systems, whether we've been able to articulate it or not, whether we've accepted it or not, but we live life. We live life guarded by certain values and guarded by a belief system. So you need to make sure that you are still in touch with your values. And if you find yourself reacting in ways that go against your inner beliefs, such as yelling at your children when they make a mistake or gossiping about a co-worker, there is a slight chance that you are not in a good place emotionally. Sometimes when you are emotionally stretched, you find that, that you are going against your belief system. You are going against your values as a person. But by becoming aware of the areas where you are letting yourself down, you'll be able to choose a different route that's more reflective of who you want to be. I have an episode on that too where I I explain that who you are and who you want to be many times are two different people. And you need to be honest to accept this, that sometimes you are just not yet who you want to be. This would help you to actually work towards it. And you would actually ad, um, you would you would admit that this is who I am at this moment. But if I follow my values, this is who I want to be. I don't want to yell at my children. I do not want to be a gossip. I don't want to do things this particular way. So you need to be aware when you begin to derail, so you can come back on track. So lastly, I'll say this: self-awareness is an essential trait of a great leader. By knowing your values, personality, needs, habits, and emotions, and how they affect your actions and actions of others, you'll be able to manage your stress, make better decisions, and ultimately lead others to do the same. I said all of that to say that before you can lead other people, you need a very high level of self-leadership, and you cannot get that unless you are self-aware i totally recommend my book titled mirror conversations you can search online but if you don't find it send me a mail dazzlespeaks at gmail.com and i'll be sure to send the book right to you i know you've been able to pick a thing or two from this episode please send me your feedback you can send me a mail as well just drop me a feedback i'd love to hear from you Thank you so much for listening and see you next time where I'll be talking on self-regulation in leadership. Very important. Bye.